0: Did you know, if you looked at the whole map of Elden Ring, it looks like a giant, curled finger? You're listening to the Xbox Hub Podcast, the official podcast of thexboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit thexboxhub.com. But for now... Settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode one hundred and ninety-four. My name is Gareth and I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. Hey, Dean, Darren.
1: Hi there. Good evening. It's nice to be back on a Friday as well. Friday
0: night. Friday, night no, good isn't it? And on my virtual um, right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. Hey, Dean, Paul.
2: I'm doing all right, Gareth. Thank you. The uh, I mean, my Friday nights are always a bit more exciting when I get to talk to you guys. So oh, I'm oh. feeling good. Oh, there you go. Good. How's our week's been?
0: Let's start with that first of all. Um, Darren, how's your week? What you've been doing?
1: Uh, so the week's been quite busy with work, but last weekend um, we got a group of people together and went to play at a new mini golf course near us which is dinosaur themed which is very exciting um so it was an 18 hole course there was an animatronic t-rex other dinosaurs as well and some Ooh. friends of ours have got um a two-year-old and a newborn so we could get everybody involved before we came back to ours and did some heavy drinking so that was uh, that was really good fun and the rain held off just about um until we got a chance to finish so we uh yeah that was good enjoyed it oh, Where, where's this uh around the corner from us in nottingham you know the that big double tree hotel that we that, yeah yeah uh, richard and neil stayed in if you follow that road down literally around the corner there was some old kind of wasteland which was used to be a park and they've completely rejuvenated it and, in, and built this mini golf course in there so it was really good Cool, that sounds relevant to my interests. It's only about £9 a head as well, so it's not expensive at all.
0: Yeah. Wow, good. That's it. I like Paul's relevant to his interests. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) We know none of my stuff will be relevant to Paul's interests. Absolutely (laughs) none of your stuff,
2: no. Apart from your waiting table stories, I'm looking forward to them. Um, Paul, what have you been doing? Well, working surprisingly that's about my life at the moment i've been to leeds and to essex and to all sorts of places but this morning i went to the dentist for my uh, sixth monthly checkup and every time i go i sit there and the dentist says would you like me to do a scaling and you go yeah go on then and i swear he's like the guy from little shop of horrors (laughs) he's just enjoys causing pain he just—it's like I didn't realize when you said you were going to do a scaling that you were going to remove my entire gum line. Um, wow! So yeah, it's great. Afterwards, he says just do a little spit, and it's just like blood. It's like Ugh. oh my word! So oh. yeah, honestly, he's—I don't know whether he's slipping or he's got shaky hands or what, but yeah, it's it comes keen. I'll tell thee. So wow. uh, yeah, I've... that was that was my morning.
0: How was your couple of days um, freedom, as you talked about last podcast?
2: Oh, awesome. Oh, <laughs> ah, good. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. You know, I tried to organise you lot into playing a video game and couldn't do that. It's like herding geese. Um, so, yeah, I just had a bit of peace and quiet all on my own. Oh, there we go. Good, good. Hopefully you got some reviews done um oh, all down. the reviews mate good, good, uh, good. you know <laughs> you, you're falling behind now you need to help up. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. um good i'm what have i done
0: i've done loads of it. i've been everywhere around the country this week today i was at um the london wetland center thank you for hosting me today i've doing a big tour of that place and that was nice in barnes in london um amazing kind of place where people watch birds and it has brilliant wildlife and looks beautiful. I was there today. But I have been watching um an Amazon T V show called Mr. and Mrs. Smith and it stars oh, I can't remember I think Donald Glover's definitely and I can't remember the lady's name. Maya oh, anyway, it's 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 loosely based off the Angelou, Jolie and Brad Pitt film, but not really. It's it has it's spies. But it's it's um sort of eight parts um, and it's very good. It's it's almost about relationships in a sense, It's about a marriage in a sense, really, from from meeting all the way to the kind of like to the to to wrong. But in the in the in the midst of this, you've got this this spies. These two people they get together, and I'm not going to spoil much at all. I'm not going to say much, but they get together as a false marriage, and then they become a, yeah, a couple for real. But at the same time, they're spies doing jobs. Um, and um, for a, a sort of secret organisation, we don't know who they are. Um, but the some of the action that happens is kind of amazing, and for a TV program, it's James Bond type quality. Some of the sequences, especially there's one in Italy that's just like what, and a kind of a couple of ones. So it's 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 really good fun. It's serious, it's funny, it's um, thrilling. Yeah, I'd really recommend it. Give it a go. I think a lot of people have been put off by thinking it is like the, the film in 2005. What it is, But it's a lot better than that, I think, because that was a kind of mediocre film. This is much more interesting. Um, hopefully there'll be another series. I think it's done really well for Amazon. But yeah, give
2: that a go. I think we all enjoy that. Mm. Yeah. I did enjoy the film, actually.
1: I don't remember it being... It was all right. I, d- I think it was, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It's fine. I think it was, it was all right. Was, yeah. it, was that based off an old film as well? Was that a remake of the film, or did I imagine that?
0: Well, I suppose it's a bit like, in a sense, true lies, in a sense, has a bit of that the same thing, yeah. kind of like husband and wife, even though it's just the husband who's a spy, and then the wife sort of like doesn't know, and then she gets becomes a spy, does she? And they work together that has a bit of that to it. Um, yeah. but this isn't this it starts off in a very different way without okay. spoiling anything, but yeah, I really recommend it. Really recommend mm. it. Um, I'll have a look at that. Yeah. Um games. What games have we been playing? That's what we're gonna talk about first of all. Let's
1: start with uh Darren, what have we got? Uh so the first game I've been playing and the review is live now is a little indie platform called Promenade. Um so the embargo lifted well it lifted early actually. It was gonna lift um a couple of days ago, but uh, it lifted a bit earlier than that. So essentially it's um it looks like uh, a children's kind of storybook um, for very young ages in terms of its art style, um, but don't let first impressions put you off because it's a, it's a cracking little platform. It's really, really good. Um, so essentially, um, it's there's no narrative no dialogue it's all just told through what happens visually which again a bit like um cocoon in that sense which i think is is a really good shout if you can pull it off and do it properly and you um are in a world and there's a it, it's it's all centered around something called the great elevator which does what it says in the tin and that's how you transport to the different biomes and subworlds um and there's a evil um what looks like an octopus or a squid you're not really told but he um or it smashes up the cogs that make the great elevator work and scatters them across all these different worlds so your mission is to go and collect them all reassemble them pop them back in the elevator and you can slowly climb your way to the top um in the hub world if you like where the elevator is there's also kind of secret cogs to collect and things to do and then when you go into the different worlds there's anywhere between kind of 10 to 20 of them and it's a bit like super mario 64 in, in the way that although it's a 2d platformer you can go and get them in pretty much any order you like and they've all got different names which act as clues and how to get them so if you find a scrapbook for that level you'll be able to use those names to, to kind of figure out where they are and how to get them. Um, and it sounds pretty straightforward, but it's got a lot of ideas and with each world it builds on it. So I likened it to It Takes Two in terms of it's a bit of a greatest hits of platformers because it doesn't feel like it's just ripping ideas off other people, but it's got a lot of variety. So for example, there's certain dungeons which you can go into um, and fend off uh, boss characters. So there's one dungeon where there's certain power orbs that you use to power the elevators to get around but you've got to use your hook shot to turn this wheel to release the ball so it's been like a puzzle within a puzzle and there's another one where you're in this underground mine and these moles of head torches are trying to find you as an intruder and you have to sneak your way through through the grass it's just really good it's really really Fair. well done and your main companion is again a little kind of squid um but it acts as a a hook shot, I guess. So it helps you traverse the world. So you can grab onto hooks, grab onto platforms because your jump in itself isn't very good. So, um, and then you can unlock different abilities as you play. So I went in not really expecting much. And actually it's really, really well made as well. Um, And it's surprisingly lengthy. So when you see the price tag of 18 to 20 pounds, like don't be put off because... It's. I think it's worth it. It's really, really good. I was really impressed with it.
0: Wow, that does sound good. What, what have you given it, Darren?
1: Uh, I've given it, and Paul will be proud, four and a half <laughs> out of five. Paul, oh, there you go. <laughs> You're not allowed to use that score. That's my score. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was um an R in between four and four and a half, but the more I played it, it, it didn't run out of ideas. Like, it kept building on what it had done before and I I just fell in love with it. The more I played it, so I was really impressed.
0: Oh, brilliant! Yeah, does that so? And is that out now, then,
1: Darren? That's out now. Yeah, yeah, out now in the Xbox Store. So, um, if you're in the mood for a platformer, it's it's got that kind of same charm as a Mario game or a Nintendo game, where you just visually it's brilliant and you kind of get sucked into the fantasy of the world. Um, That's I'd recommend it. Great. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, I, Paul, I really oh. want
2: to see the accolade trailer with surprisingly lengthy in it. So <laughs> I think that would be quite good. Makes a good um, Tinder profile as
1: well. I'm <laughs> not sure it's uh, late enough to talk about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, Paul. What have you been playing?
2: I have been playing um, many games, um, some of which I can't talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I won't because I've never knowingly broken an embargo, Adam. No, um, you do something like that. I wouldn't do something as daft. Um, so I'll start off with the latest in what seems like an unbroken line of little Kemco retro-style JRPGs, and this one is called. Genzo Chronicles. And basically it's another Chemco retro style JRPG type thing where you wander around and you fight monsters and level up and get stronger and follow a, a reasonably interesting story. I'm really, really beginning to run out of ways to describe <laughs> these games now. I must have reviewed 30 or 40 of them. Um <laughs> So yeah, the, the the it's so difficult to come up with ways of saying it's another RPG, and yes, it is like all of the other Chemco ones.
0: But how, how long are these games know, for?
2: Are they are they, are they long how game. long? Yeah, they're not not particularly. Probably ten or fifteen hours right. to get everything done. Um. So I mean, for a fiver, they're not bad value. It's long enough. Yeah. yeah, awesome. yeah. Surprisingly <laughs> lengthy, Darren. I think. <laughs>
1: um so
2: absolutely so yeah it's it's another on the list i'm playing through it and a review will be live on the site in due course wow. what's it called again so they genzo chronicles okay good
0: right brilliant
2: okay um guess what i've been playing can't uh, I, I can't wait for this. Yeah, I've been looking forward to
0: this. <laughs> Skull and Bones. I finally got it.
2: Wow!
0: After t- nine years or whatever to the first <laughs> announcement, I finally played and review. No, it's not. I'll be at the review. I'll get it to Neil, but it will be up soon. Um, um, so I've played for the last week or so, a bit of Skull and Bones. So let's talk about Skull and Bones, first of all. Um, my first, this is, is a good indication, on our Discord chat, I felt I wrote, first of all, Skull and Bones is good! Like an exclamation mark. And then after five days, I wrote Skull and Bones is boring! And I think that kind of sums <laughs> up my kind of feelings towards it. Because when I first started playing it, I was oh, this is good, this is really good fun. And and then after a while, the grind of a live service game starts mm-hmm. to, you go, oh, is this it? And for me, for me, it is. I think I just, I need a bit more from my games. I think other, anyway, let's just talk about what it was. So you basically, the game starts, you're in the Indian Ocean, and you are in a, a naval battle straight away. Your ship gets wrecked. And then you're on a bit of driftwood, and then you can choose your character. Your character never speaks, it just sort of like listens and shrugs in that annoying way. Characters sometimes have that thing. And um, you start off on a little, two of your crewmates rescue you, and you're on a little sort of skiff, kind of like a very small kind of boat. And you can you go around with your you mates just looking around, and then you find your first kind of pirate harbour, which is called St. Anne's. And you go there, and that's your first sort of hub, like in Destiny, you've got the city hub that you go to, and then there you've got, then you can start, you know, getting blueprints for ships, proper ships, um, armor, cannonballs, weapons. You can get your pirate gear on, and you get jobs and bounties and kind of missions from the main leader of this this place. And then you're off and running, really. And it's about it's about you getting money. Getting blueprints for crafting better things from your ship. Um, on your ship, you obviously can get weapons and better armors. So you can build the armor of your your ship up, and then eventually you get sort of bigger ships, like level leveled up ships later on. Um, and then you you have these kind of missions, and the story is very weak. There isn't a story really. Someone going, "We are, go out there and do this," and you know. There's something going on, but it's it's not okay. great. Yeah, it's not great.
2: Is it? Is it a Welsh guy? It is a Welsh
0: guy, yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go off and then you, you take out this ship. But, you know, 85 or 90% of this game is on a ship. And you've got some little land bits when you go into the harbour and you've got all kind of areas that you land at and then you disembark. But basically all you do there is kind of like talk to someone. Or you can wander and talk to someone else and maybe there's a treasure is a bit of treasure you can find somewhere that you've got maps for that you can just sort of look and then dig and then you're off but the, you know land wise there isn't any sword fighting or swashbuckling or um, climbing things it's just you're there and then you're back on the ship all right so the positive things the sea battles are great fun really really good um, quite tense um, you have to kind of really you can you're really sort of balancing your stamina over your crew, making sure your ship keeps repairing, making sure you've got enough repair items. About how you move, you can have three types of ships. You can have a kind of tanky ship, you know, like a, take a lot of damaging brace against. Where you can have support, you can have sorry a DPS ship that's quite nippy and kind of shoot from afar. You can have a support ship, so you could. This only really works if you've got. You're working with a multiplayer, so you can you can heal from the outside, um, and at the same time you've got in your world at the same time that you've got 20 people or so online in that world swimming around you can't attack those people unless you go into a, 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 P, a pvp kind of area especially where it's a kind of fight but you know but all these people can help you they might suddenly call out for help at one point, and you can go and join them if you want to and help them out against certain items as you get closer needs more people to take it out like the settlements you can plunder that means all your crew members run off the ship to kind of like go and plunder this place and you're just basically throwing cannons at this like settlement all over town from afar and like <laughs> trying to take out the other ships that are coming to support them and as you get on you, the bigger ones of these you need more multi-people you need about three or four people to help out with that stuff but as i said um you go to another settlement Outset ends a bit later on, but there's two I think main ones, and then you can hunt uh, creatures as well for hides and missions, and and then you get bigger creatures. I think that's kind of similar, but eight, yeah, and that's that's kind of where you are. Really, your ship looks lovely, you know, it it looks and the world looks nice. It the sunsets are great, and it looks great, and it's there. But I think my main problem is Assassin's Creed Black Flag sort of did this (laughs) (laughs) 10 years ago. ago Yeah, and the good thing about Assassin's Creed Black Flag, you could get off the ship and do other stuff.
2: Yeah. And and you love Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed anyway, but
0: I can see when it was first thought of, the idea was when it, after Assassin's Creed Black Flag, they they said oh, let's do a, it's almost like a bit of DLC, or it's like a little expansion pack to the game. This is where the Skull and Bones idea first of all came. So they it would go, let's just do something with the ships. And then it got turned into a full, you know, full blown game on its own when it got announced in two thousand seventeen. But I d I don't know what it adds. I don't know. I don't I don't know I don't I think if it would have released in two (laughs) thousand seventeen
2: it might have done all right.
0: (laughs) Because I think live service games were still people sort of like those. It just doesn't feel like it especially after Suicide Squad. And then this, coming out within a a month of each other. I don't know. It just doesn't... It doesn't. It just, it's very repetitive after a while. And sometimes you have to go... To get a blueprint or something, you have to travel all the way over to somewhere on your ship, grab the blueprint, come all the way back. You know, there's a lot of that stuff. Um, so it's... Uh, but, you know, as I, as I said before, for me, it's not right. But then... You know, there'd be loads of people going, I just want to do this forever. You know, I want to stream myself in a pirate outfit, going around the oceans, <laughs> fighting people. And I, they... I
2: really hope you got your pirate hat on. I didn't get like <laughs> um,
0: And I think some people will love that kind of life, the life service element to it, you know, of doing it. But it just wasn't for me. I need, I need, I, I like a story as well. And it wasn't one. There is one, but there isn't one really. Yeah. So there you go, Skull and Bones. So I've given it, I'm going to chat to Neil, I've given it a three and a half, maybe, because I think it does a lot of things right. But I could be talked down to a three. But I think three and a half is probably fair. Because it does a mm-hmm. lot, it's not broken, it's great. And the and the online multiplayer stuff, that seems to all work, it's not crashing, it's still, it all works fine. And um, some bits of it look pretty, it does the naval stuff really well, but as, a, as for me, I say no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Skull and bones, finally here. But it's not. Wow. It's not terrible. I think it's not getting terrible reviews. I think some people are giving it twos. Some, you know, most people threes, maybe three and a half. Um, you know, someone wrote a really nice. I read a really nice thing about it. Someone said it is a good game here. It just they just need to start again. The, the the bones are there. They just need to kind of like build it again, maybe. Is the spill there as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it's good also it's it's live service, it's this, isn't it? we we feel like we're in a we've got you've got a you've got a format that <coughs> people have obviously turned against as well now. You know. Mm. That's a that's an issue, you know. And like we talked about last week, you can't help that because if you start making a game five years ago <laughs> when live service was all the thing <laughs> And then you didn't realise people were going to hate it
1: in 2024.
0: It's a, it's a problem, isn't
1: it? You're not going to predict so it have a, a, a beta that people didn't like? So they have kind of gone back to the drawing board once already. Or was that Suicide Squad? Am I getting confused? I think with? that's Suicide
0: Squad. I don't think, I don't think Suicide
1: no. Squad really did it. I think the fundamentals no. of like
0: you just on a kind of repeat loop, you know, a grind. hmm You know, I think mm-hmm. I, I think it's the same with you know. There's a, there's a bit with destiny with that, isn't there? You know, I really had a good time. I remember mean, me and James played Destiny together. We had a great time with Destiny. But once once we did the main thing, that was it for us. We're not going to repeat those bloody levels again. But then some people will go back and do the levels again, again, again. You know, it's like it's the same with it. Well, it's, it's,
2: when you've got a regular crew, things like that are good fun. You know, we had a, a regular group of six players and we yeah. used to go and do every single raid, every single week, mm. three times, one with each character. So, yeah, I mean, if you can get the, a crew together, yeah. if you'll pardon yeah. the fun with this game, then it's probably <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think that's good.
0: That's a really good point, but I think that's exactly And that's what I mean. Some people are going to have a great time with this.
1: You know. it's um, because, we've, because we've got no friends i've got no friends i think i think hand in hand with that as well it's making sure with games like this that there's a constant slew of updates and limited time events and things. Well, i think they're doing up. that yes, they are yeah. doing that i mean it's just how long that will happen for you know if they are, yeah yeah exactly because how long will the player base be there it's always yeah. an interesting it's interesting we, um, we were
0: going to we we're going to talk about this the other day with um um we talk about this in the news, but we're talking about it now. It's like it's the Justice League game. I think the Warner Brothers people came out today and, and said, you yeah, know, we are <laughs> it fell short of our expectations financially. Mm. And I think somewhere on like um um I think on the Valves platform, I think in the article that said there's only four hundred and eighty people playing. Uh, so it's it's that's gone down completely, you know. So yeah, it's how long people carry on for, and we all move on quite quickly now, don't we? I don't think, I don't think these games, these these long term games. I don't know how. I think we've changed. We just want to, especially with Game Pass and you know, and the PlayStation equivalent of that. You just want, you just got so many games to play. So you're not going. Well,
2: we're uh, we're not the best people to judge that, though, are we? Because we've got to play a game for a certain amount of time, write some words about it, and then forget about it. Yeah, but
0: but I think even with Game Pass, and I think with the PlayStation um, subscription thing, if people have got that, there is a load of games, you know, approved already this month. So people are going, okay, I've I've got this, I've got five games in my library. And because of the Game Pass and the PlayStation subscription, you know, these games might go after a year. So you're going to do them, you know, so you've got that. It's not like the olden days when we used to buy a game, complete it. And then trade it in for me, and then get another you, game. You
2: can't trade them in anymore, can you? <laughs> no, gone. Game, game has stopped that now. Go it's outrageous. On. Let's go CEX instead. Yeah, yeah, that's the only place, the only game in town now, isn't it?
0: God, um, good. All right, that's oh,
2: it. Can you imagine Gareth in CEX? I'm not going to see this. He wouldn't know what to do, wouldn't he? <laughs> Don't know where <laughs> there is one. That's where the poor people go. I'm not going there.
0: Um, let's move on it's good let's go to darren your second game
1: uh my second game so in a similar um vein to what paul was saying i've been playing teppo and the secret ancient city and i'm running out of ways to say a retro style platformer uh i seem to have played loads of these in the last year or two um and i am yeah struggling for adjectives so essentially it's a pretty by the numbers platform i've played so far i've only played through the first couple of levels but there's only i think there's only five or so but they're, they're quite big in terms of 20 25 minutes long so um you there's a bit of precursor to why you're out and about in this ancient city but essentially you jump around jumping on enemies heads connecting crystals and you have to connect collect a certain amount of crystals to um open the exit portal and as you um explore you can pick up three weapons so a boomerang or a pistol but interestingly your enemies if you shoot them they won't die as such they'll kind of go into sort of an ethereal state for a few seconds and then come back even if they're undead or regular enemies or whatever they are which is quite interesting um but yeah, when I say the levels are quite big, so in the first level, there's about 500 crystals you've got to collect, um, but you don't need every single one to so open the exit pool, but you need a good 90% of them, and the level, it's... a it's a bit metroidvania in the way it's structures but you don't have to have new abilities to go back to backtrack you just need to flip switches to open doors to backtrack so sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge to remember exactly where to go and which bits you haven't explored so they're quite well designed and the ones i've played so far but it's very it's, it's exactly what you'd expect from one of these platformers and it is that kind of retro kind of eight 16 bits not quite eight bits probably more 16 bit style um but the even the, the 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 start menu it was kind of washed with a retro pixel kind of overlay which i thought i've seen it done better so i'm not a massive fan of the of the visual style to be fair but that is about as much as i can say without just saying it's very similar to a lot of other types of games that you'd have played but it does have easy gamer score so that's also a plus wow I'm
0: bored of these them. retro games. I'm getting bored of them now. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Good. There you go. Um, Paul, what the hell have you been playing? What's the other one?
2: <laughs> the other game I've been playing, Gareth, I'm still waiting for you to come and help me with, um, is Woe Long. Now, <laughs> oh, eagle-eyed viewers will know that I reviewed Wo Long back in the day when it first released. But what they've done now is they've bundled up all of the DLC and all of the uh, sort of crossovers that it did with... um, It even did a crossover I've discovered with Lies of P, which is quite cool. So you end up with some weapons from that. Um, And they've put them all into a game called Wolong Complete Edition. So I'm playing through that again now so that I can review it. And while it's not got any easier, it has it seems to have had some balancing done in the fighting so it's not as overwhelming as it used to be um for instance i managed to beat i've had to start again because i've completely forgotten how to play it and i managed to beat the first boss on my second attempt rather than my 200th attempt um so yeah it's it's better in that way and the community of people playing the game who are willing to assist you is also a lot better because playing Mm pre-release, obviously there was no online element at all. Whereas now there's lots of people and you can recruit them to come and give you a hand. Um, So yeah, it's, um, it's pretty much Wolong. Um, I'm waiting. You've got to go a certain distance into the game to get to the DLC to play that. Because that's what I want to concentrate my review on. Obviously, WoLong long is WoLong, long, and I've done that. So I'm going to do. I'm going to touch on the changes that have been made, and then spend most of my time when I do the review talking about the DLC packs that have been included. Because apparently they're quite large. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, enjoying it so far. Well, enjoying it and being incredibly frustrated by it in equal measure um as as always happens with this type of game um so yeah keep your eyes peeled for a, an upcoming review
0: 2026
2: uh, it's going to be at least that i would have thought
0: <laughs> wow that sounds like hell oh my god oh, on, honestly it,
2: it is so hard it's so so hard <sighs> but doing it again it's... oh god yeah <laughs> Oh, well thing. i've actually got further now than i did the first time around because oh, yeah. my there was there was danger of there being a controller shaped hole in the window right um in back in the day because you know like i said there was no assistance available nobody could was no. playing it so nobody could come and assist but now there's people that have cracked the game and they know where everything is i've had a couple of guys come in and then take me round level showing me where all the stuff is that i need and then help me beat the boss, and then bugger off to go and help somebody else. So yeah, it's all uh, it's all good.
0: Great, good. Thank you, Paul. Um, the last game I'm going to talk about really briefly is Return to Grace. That came out on the Game Pass this week, um, <coughs> so you can play that there. Return to Grace is a first-person narrative adventure, um, three hours long, doing one night. Um, it you play this, um, it's set like in three thousand, three thousand three hundred eighty A.D. or something like that, and you play an astronaut-stroke archaeologist um, who lands on Ganymede, um, which is one of Jupiter's moons, in search of this person called Grace. And Grace is an AI that nine hundred years ago sort of heralded and helped mankind into a golden age, uh, but has gone missing and hasn't been heard of since. And you go to this moon because you you think this is where um, the AI was last seen and you explore this sort of thing called the Spire, which is this like temple where Grace was and you uncover the story as you go along Um, and the gameplay is kind of very minimal you you sort of look at stuff to get up like jump you press a to jump up something or a to climb something there's sort of like very kind of minor puzzle elements different gameplay mechanics come into the play as well like at uh, one point you're throwing kind of rocks at things at one point you're on a jetpack kind of trying to de-ice a track that you need to get through but everything's quite relaxing there's no combat um it's a really lovely story. It's an amazingly written story. And at the same time, on the on your kind of wrist, you've got these these AIs that are talking to you all the way through. And and the AIs have all different personalities, so they keep splitting and going, oh, do you want someone who's a bit more comforting? And they change into someone else. So you've got these five or six personalities chatting to you, and it's really, it's, it's, it's brilliantly voiced, brilliantly written. If it didn't have those two or three things, it would fall on its face, but... The story and the writing and the voiceover work is excellent. And it's just a really nice sort of journey you can play in one night. And it's free on Game Pass. Give it a go. There you go, Return to Grace.
2: Mm, yeah. Sounds interesting. None of you go going play free.
1: it. It's
0: free. Yeah, it's on Game no, Pass. No, we're not going to
1: play it. No, oh, but, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you were know, free to play. I was like, doesn't sound like a free to play. No, play it's, play.
0: I think it's about 15 quid normally. But yeah, <laughs> got you. get on Game
1: Pass. Darren will play, I think, maybe. That sounds yeah, that sounds good. It's yeah. like an interactive story, I
0: guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are gameplay elements to it, but it's not going to test you,
1: mm. you
0: know. Um, and this is why Gareth likes it so much. That's why. I <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, good. There you go. That's um, our games we've been playing. Let's talk about some news, and um, let's talk about a couple of things this week. First of all, um, big revelation on Wednesday. We had the Elden Ring DLC, and
2: we we got a date yeah. for. Oh.
0: When's it coming, Paul? It's June,
2: isn't it? Uh, yes, it's June. Um, I've already asked Neil to put a uh, request in for code so that I can review this. Um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be amazing. The, the trailer looked fantastic. Um, uh, me and my son just sat there watching it open-mouthed, and he was like, oh, look at that, and you could do the move from the Covenant Knights, and this that, and the other I was like, wow, is it going to be so cool. So
0: tell us and about what
2: you me. know about this, Paul um what i know about it is that there's going to be some dlc what's it called Iranian what's it called for it's called shadow of the brilliant. Tree. brilliant yes and it's it's apparently going to be about uh, Mikola, who is uh, one of the characters from the first game and you've got to go and i'm going to i'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you're going to need to go and fight some guys um the the new bosses that you saw, they looked quite impressive. Um, the new big bad, I am assuming that's who the guy was that was in the trailer. Um, he looks like he's going to be a handful to fight at the end, um, and it just looks amazing. And anything that gives you more Elden Ring is got to be a good thing.
0: Um, and I think the um, the world they've said it's about the size of Limgrave. That's quite a big chunk, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it's a bit of good size. Yeah. I think surprisingly a, lengthy. A couple of um, <laughs> a couple of legacy dungeons in there as well, <laughs> as well as all other bits and bobs. So,
2: yeah, you I, I you'll be right. Um, I, I, I've got to write down my thoughts about the uh, the trailer and do a little sort of article about it. But all I've got written down at the minute is yeah, 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 it's coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I need to come up with some more words. Good, there you
0: go. It's coming out June the uh, something, June maybe mid June, I think. Um, yeah, that's June quite exciting. June something, that's quite exciting. Um, <coughs> and we had a Nintendo Direct on the same day. Um, I mean, uh, have you two got anything to say about Nintendo Direct, the games, before we go on to the Xbox stuff? But,
2: um, I, I've got something to say, yes,
1: what?
2: I didn't watch it.
1: I thought that might be the case. Good. <laughs> I thought oh, I knew I could rely on Darren. <sighs> well, I'll be honest, I haven't watched it either. Um, watched it. Oh, you've let yourself down. I am. I, I am aware of what was. Um, what was discussed? So I think it's one they call like a partner direct, isn't it? So there's no first party games. It was. It was all about um, third party games, pretty much that was com- that were coming out. So the classic stuff was Battlefronts were. Um, Announced they're making their way to modern platforms, which will excite quite a few people, especially with Knights of the Old Republic* um, remake or seemingly in some sort of never-ending limbo. Um, and they're they're coming out on Xbox as well. But what caught my eye was um, *Mother 3*. So I don't know if you're aware of *Mother 3* and the history behind it. No, it's a little, little little chap called Ness, who uh, has been in *Super Smash Bros.* and all sorts of Nintendo games, um, and. one of the titles made it across as Earthbound, but this game has never made it across to uh, the UK. Um, I think he went to the US as Earthbound, or one of them did. So that was in the Japanese direct, but it isn't in the English one, so people are a little bit upset that that's not made it across yet. Um, Otherwise, they've announced some more rareware games for their online Library, a bit like their version of Game Pass, if you've got a subscription. So things like Killer Instinct and Battle Toads in Battle Maniacs have been added as well. So nothing massive. A couple of remake, uh, like re um, remakes, re-releases. Epic Mickey. Don't know if ever you played that. It was on the Wii years ago. That was mm. quite popular. Um, Rebrushed is in. and a game I loved. It was a cult cool, classic, typical Nintendo. A game called Endless Ocean which was on the Wii and it was just like it wasn't even a game really it was it was a, it was a really relaxing game and you basically just swim around in a massive underwater world just kind of observing what's happening having a look at the wildlife and stuff and that was literally it and it was a re, it was really popular at the time so there'll be a demand for that definitely so I thought it was all right what happens when Nintendo run out of games a re-release I must get to a point.
2: <laughs> There's a long list.
1: Yeah. The re-release. A the re-release. The re-releases. Yeah. Um, That's already happened, really, with um, Super Mario 64 and games uh, like yeah. that. yeah. Yeah. Um, let's not talk about... I was say, it work, talk about
2: works st- for uh, Last of Us, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does true. Work for Last of Us. Yeah.
0: And Sonic. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, they're, so the big ones for us, which we all knew about. What we're about is um, the two games are coming to, from Xbox Game Pass uh, to Nintendo, which is Grounded, which would, I think pretty probably suit the Switch really well. And um, mm-hmm. pentiment, pentiment, how do you say it? Um, pentiment? Pentiment. Pentiment. Pen- 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 pen. um, they're coming to um, Switch, and the PlayStation's going to have Sea of Thieves and High Hi-fi rush. Hi-viz rush, as I like to call it. Hi-viz rush, yeah. So we knew there was this, because we talked about this last week. What did we think about the um, Xbox? Because we was, we didn't cover it last week because it was going to happen after we finished. The um, Phil Spencer um, podcast thing he did.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. I uh, Well, I did a bit of an opinion piece afterwards, um, and... Put my thoughts out there, and it was well, we didn't learn much, did we? I don't think. Let's be honest. I mean, the games that have been announced since going multi-platform, the rumours were bang on in terms of uh, the four games, but and, and on the podcast they didn't confirm them, but they did rule out Starfield and something else I can't remember um to say no, they they won't be. But then he didn't rule it out forever, mm. um, which was interesting uh so no they we didn't we didn't really learn much i mean it it wasn't a massive u-turn on any sort of strategy they committed to hardware sarah bomb made some kind of exciting claims about the leap to the next generation is going to be the biggest yet uh there's all sorts of rumors that it's going to be some sort of mid-generation xbox but we don't know um but then we've heard that there's probably going to be a ps5 pro towards the back end of this year because there was, we talked about it last week. PS5s in the second half of its life cycle. So there were, it was interesting. It was very like a business update. It sounded very kind of like we're going to call you into the office and make you redundant. You know, it mm-hmm. sounded very serious. Um, so I don't think that helped in terms of the setup because people were losing their heads, thinking, "Oh, this is it. This is where it's all going to crumble," and you know, and and it was just a massive storm in a teacup in the end. I think.
0: Yeah. Um. I think it was. I think the key thing is saying we're gonna, they're gonna have another console. It? I mean, it's hilarious. When they go, yeah, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be the best thing ever. It's gonna be yeah. bigger than we. Of course, <laughs> it's just the. I think it was just like we don't know anything about this console. yet, yeah, but it, we're gonna make one. <laughs> so that was just yeah. confirming <laughs> that. Um, let's just talk about the um, the PS. Uh, five Pro that is rumored to be at the back end of this year, and the Xbox Mid Gen thing, which would be a, say the Xbox Series X Pro. Let's call it that for now. Um, do you think it's too soon for these two things? The reason I'm saying this, in the in the sort of like in the lineup of like how things in the you know in the past, like we had um, Xbox One, which is at 2014, and I think we got the Xbox One. Plus thing, whatever it's called, um, we got that two thousand eighteen, didn't we? 17, eighteen, the same with the beer. But they didn't have COVID, did we? We had COVID, so we had two years of COVID at the beginning of this life cycle, where games were delayed. Do you feel like the Series X has reached its potential <laughs> <laughs> on, yeah,
1: what, on what you've played so far? Do you think it's, it's, it's struggling with anything? I, I, I think it's too soon. And I also think given the cost of living and stuff, I can't see where the appetite is going to come from mm-hmm. on a mass basis to buy a whole new console just for, I don't know, more power under the hood. or, or It's it's very minimal upgrades mid-gen, isn't it? Or yeah. they'll take a disk drive out and knock $100 off or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't, for me, I I don't see it. And I I didn't see the point in Sony's handheld thing either. I don't know how how well I thought it might be flying off the shelves, but I didn't see the point in that. I just think we're too quick to look forward to the next thing. And if we're all being honest, like you said, Gareth, there's a library of games to play out there. I've got a never-ending backlog of games. I'll never clear. I would happily not have anything for 10 years to try and get through the game in terms of hardware, to try and get through the games I'm playing, to be quite honest. That's just me.
0: But Also, Paul, isn't it? You're, there's no games. I think before you used to get, I remember getting, um, having Red Dead 2, for example, mm-hmm. on the Xbox One, <laughs> and then when I got the, the mid grade upgrade thing, the different, and I think I then mean, I was playing Red Dead 2 on the other one, and there was a noticeable difference because I think it was struggling a bit with yeah. Red Dead 2. Um, n- there's nothing I'm playing, is it like you that you're hearing it go, we're mmm, a whirl away. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, it's, um we've only just got to the point now, I mean, it doesn't seem like five minutes ago that they decided to bring games out just for the Series X and the mm. Series S and not Xbox One as well. True. So I don't think, well, I certainly don't have any appetite for a new console, let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, it's... um PS5 Pro, I mean, I've only just got my PS5, so yeah. no, I don't think that's going to entice me. And, you know, there's no need for a Series X Plus or whatever they want to call it. Um, they need to... The games now are just starting, I feel, to make the most of the hardware. Mm. So you're looking at games now, and they look fantastic. Things like Hi-Fi Rush and, you know, Elden Ring, all that kind of like, stuff. I like 2. too. Mm, I've not, I've not played incredible. that, but I'll take your word for it. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they they seem like they're finally getting to grips with the hardware and getting the most out of it. So bringing in, changing the goalposts again, and bringing out new hardware for me would be, you know, it just seems counterproductive. Yeah. you well, know, nobody's got that much spare income unless well, they're an actor.
0: will Neil buy one.
2: <laughs> oh, Neil will buy one. Yeah, <laughs> if it's new and shiny, he'll have one. <laughs> and then he'll never use it, and then he'll complain about it. So, okay, good. You know, but, yeah, I mean, it, Neil loves a gadget, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, you know, PSVR 2, what is the point? Why would you buy some? I was looking at them in-game the other day. They're more expensive than the console that yeah. you play them on. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
2: I mean, that's, that's just bonkers.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing Phil Spencer said, he talked about the um, Activision uh, games. He talked about Call of Duty saying our intent is the full portfolio games from Xenomax, Activision Blizzard and XGX and Xbox Game Studios will be on Game Pass Day 1. So he is, he is saying probably a will be on. Well, you expect it if you bought the bloody thing. Of course, that's the mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? Yeah,
2: and I forgot. And just while we're... Go on. I'm sorry, Paul, go on. No, I was just going to say, mine's only a quick point. Um, just talking about that, Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass in March. It is. It? Yeah. So, uh, very exciting. Yeah.
0: Well, not for you, you've got
2: it. Oh, I've got it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, for all the people that <laughs> haven't got it, like you, there, isn't Oh, I? yeah. <laughs> You'll yeah. be able to play it now. Yes,
0: though. I will, yeah. Um, yes. Um, well, you expect that was going to happen to youth, but they're confirming it, really, aren't they?
2: Yes, yes yeah. they are. Yes. Yes, yes they are Gareth, yes. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't
1: if it was when, wasn't it? And now yeah. we know. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: roughly. We do. Um good. Let's talk about really briefly um let's talk about this uh, there's a new burnout series Re- revival teased. What what's this about? Talk me through this.
2: Well, it's just somebody <laughs> in um somebody on Twitter has said the bosses have not issued a takedown yet. It's like, oh, there's a, oh, there's a burnout pun for you. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the actual details are. I just saw this this tweet or whatever it's called these days. Um, and yeah, I mean, if they're gonna make, but I don't want another remake of Burnout. I want a new Burnout game. Yeah, I mean, because I've had Paradise City on yeah. I think three different consoles
0: now. I mean, it's yeah. it's, so, ma- it's mad. It's mad that they, it missed a generation, isn't it? it
2: mm-hmm.
0: You didn't get a new game in that generation on the Xbox One. I mean, it's such a yeah, it's, it's like a franchise that would just sell hotcakes, I imagine. You know, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully we get one. Um, now, Paul, you're the book person. You you review a lot of books for us. I um, do review a lot of books. We've got a um, we've got an exclusive um and it's um titan book Sally Face um art
2: and more that's coming out do
0: you know anything about this Paul
2: yeah. i know absolutely nothing about it Gareth Good. i didn't even know what the game was that, it's not a game it's a book so, I, what, no there's a game is oh, it oh there's a game yeah yeah um yeah i had to look up what the game was because i'd never heard of it
0: um, um it's due to release so, on September the 3rd so we've got to worry it we'll cover this again at that point um it gets an gives fans an exclusive look into the game designer, Steve Garvey's life, and what influenced the incredibly popular game.
1: Do you know about this game, Darren? Uh, I wasn't really aware of it, but I it picked up well on our socials when we posted about it, so there is definitely a lot of people who are looking forward to it, but I'm completely new to it. Well,
2: there you go. Hopefully we'll get some copies. Hint, hint. Well, hopefully, yes. Yeah. Paul okay. okay. gets some copies and they'll be on eBay the day
0: after. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, mean, pause. and views are not um, of the Xbox. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's funny. I have, I'm actually reviewing two books as we speak. Obviously, are. I'm not going to talk about them. But, yeah. 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 So, I'm a book reviewer. Yeah, there you go.
0: Um, thank you, gentlemen. Let's talk about what we're looking forward to next week. Darren, what are you looking forward to?
1: Uh, so i'm now on holiday i have a week <laughs> off work which is lovely so we are going away it's my birthday next week so we're going away to the lakes for an, a night away for a carvery good for a carvery off oh, i get my way yeah um <laughs> so yeah and just doing a few other bits and bobs really um so i'm looking forward to when i've chilled out chill that week how old are you down 33 years old oh my god on Tuesday, wow. oh God, such a kid, just depressing.
2: Right? <laughs> uh, so hang, hang on, you're going to the lakes for a single night. Yeah, I think you need to tell Ryan to put his hand in his pocket because there's no <laughs> well, point driving all that way for
1: one night. Well, we've got the we've got some friends looking after the uh, the cat, um, so we need to make sure he's he's all right. So yeah, but we're gonna it with we're gonna you. Make, oh, I'd love to, but he's a bit young yet. So we're gonna make the most of um the two days that we'll spend so it'll be good
2: good okay paul, very nice what about you paul um i'm going fishing tomorrow which i'm really looking forward to because you know i like a bit of peace and quiet in my life um but other than that the only thing that i've got on my horizon is even more work mm. so uh, sucks to be me that's sad um what am i <laughs> what am thanks i gareth. I gareth i felt the emotion in your voice <laughs> you, you, you can tell you're an actor <laughs> I'm looking
0: forward to next week Final Fantasy's out um, Final Fantasy Rebirth is that was called Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've ordered my copy in advance which is very unlike me um, I ordered it about did two you order weeks ago it in game? no I did it from Curry's and I got a deal I think I only paid oh. 53 quid or something did you get uh, a toaster with it <laughs> hopefully yeah <laughs> um, but there's been some reviews out today we don't review PlayStation game. So it's um there's a review out and the reviews are really strong, aren't they? Have you seen a few of these everywhere? The sort I've of not lines, seen the reviews. No, I watched the train yeah. stuff and stuff. Yeah, so I think people have Are really they
2: strong because it's like the only game that PlayStation released this
0: year? <laughs> <laughs> or is, are
2: they strong because it's a good game? I think it's a good game. I think people say it's a very good game.
0: Um yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Look at this gonna be another eighty hundred hour mad um. <laughs> game to it. I've still haven't done Boulder's Gate I keep going back to it every now and again, dripping in and go and then something else then a review
2: game comes along. That sounds like Darren's reviewing tactic. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. Um, Dead Alan Tews and I'm not getting that
2: Yes. yes. It, uh, I'm
0: she downloading is. it as we speak. Yeah. And Tales of Rise as well. Yeah. It's really yeah. good little drops,
1: aren't it? Brilliant. Yeah, it is. What's happening? I'm getting
0: Um OK, gentlemen, thank you. We'll be back next week. Um, I think maybe next Friday again, so the 1st of March. Maybe we'll do our, our weekly um, roundup of what's <laughs> <laughs> what's coming out in March which oh, we completely slag off. The, oh, <laughs> there are lots
2: of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Day what about it. this game? Never <laughs> Why is this on What are you
0: talking about, Gareth? Oh, God. Um, but thank you, gentlemen. Um, have a good week. Have a good time. Have a good birthday, Darren. And uh, thank you. we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Xbox Hub.com. We can find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.